down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecks. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Wellman's not here. Maybe. Has, has he quit? He may have actually quit Did the pod. Did he quit the, the pod? Uh, this me. feels very much like he's found a new karaoke place it on does. Thursday nights. He said something very vague, too. He just said, hey, I've got uh, something with work. I have a big work thing today. Yep. <sighs> okay. Okay. We'll miss you, man. Yeah. We enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a good run. Uh, yeah. <laughs> work or bender? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not funny joke about. Yeah, uh, with, <laughs> sorry. Guys. With me today, I've got Jay. It's Jay and Taylor. It's Jay. He forgot. Taylor said, "I forgot what I do for my intros." <laughs> I forgot that I was doing this trivia thing. It'll trivia get going. Thing. It'll get going next week. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> That's okay. The NBA regular season is back. It's back, baby. It's back and it's real. It's real. We've had a lot of games and uh man, this obviously it's been amazing. It is. I I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. So I finally got league pass. Oh, you, you did. did it. Yeah. Wow. So here's how you get me for league pass. A monthly rate. Yeah. Oh, really? For yeah. 14 bucks a month. I'm like, 14 bucks a month? I got that. I don't care. I'm terrible with long-term repercussions of anything. Yeah. And so I'm a league passman. That is the way to do it. It's easier to to accept that. Yeah, like $100 that. up front. No, man, that's too much. I can't do that. Because <laughs> people will notice. My wife. My wife. So instead, $14 a month. And she'll say, what is this? And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I just keep saying that until she just stops You're like, talking. Natalie, about. you don't get it. I'm actually spending more money yeah. this way. Listen, it's a write-off. Anyway, That's yeah, I'm writing say. it off. It's, it's a no write-off. It's so, a write-off. Now, I'm not sure you know this, but uh, I'm on a podcast, yeah. and uh, I need this. I need this. Anyway, but it was uh, I, I was able to flip through some games on Thursday night. No, th- on Wednesday night, which was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Got to watch a little bit of Portland and Sacramento. Ooh. Uh, I couldn't do a lot of that, but I did try. And but obviously we're burying the league, guys. The Thunder, yeah, played the Minnesota Timberwolves mm. Wednesday night to start their season. They lost the game, but it's great. They may have lost the battle, mm-hmm. but they have yet to lose the war. Yeah, right. Well, they haven't gone to war yet, so you can't lose a war you haven't started. You haven't no, like joined. It, it was perfect. It was honestly a perfect game. They had that awesome third quarter run. They gave the lead back, lost the game. It's great. That's great. And that's the way it should have been. I mean, they should I'm, lose to the to Minnesota. It would be hilarious, though, if people, Minnesota lost opening night. People would be overreacting if the Thunder would have won yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. The only reason Minnesota won is because the Thunder have no bigs, and that's going to be great all season. Well, They, they out-rebounded the Timberwolves. They did, but the Thunder I mean, have... Bear looked like... An, uh, Will Chamberlain. Yeah. 
He was Gobert good. just got anything he wanted. Gobert him. was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes, but because they were guarding him with guys that were six seven, it felt like. Well, they had Eugene on him. Yeah. Miori? I don't know. Omi, Omarui. 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 I know. Yeah. That's why I didn't go to it. I was like trying to not. I have tried to say, I have been practicing Omiori. it. And I will still. Omarui. No, Omarui. Omarui. I feel so good. Will you delete this? No. Oh, start over <laughs> no, trust me. I've said it wrong maybe a hundred times. He was actually, he was really fun to watch. Uh, yeah. They did. They, I mean, the, the way you have to play this team, Minnesota, and this is what's crazy is, I mean, they're the biggest team in the NBA. Yeah, they're, well, yeah. They, they're one of the biggest teams. New Orleans is big too. Yeah, but I don't. I don't feel like they're so. New Orleans is thick. Yeah, and they play Minnesota. Big. I mean, Rudy's seven four. Their cats seven foot tall. Like yes. they're just built. They're built in the way that would be the worst possible matchup for the way the Thunder are currently constructed. I think the Pelicans might be worse just because they're way more imposing at the rim. Yeah, that's true. Because like yeah, Zion true. lives true, at the true. rim. Valanciunas can actually score where Gobert really can't. Did you see the? I'm sure you did. Zion's yeah, shot good chart. Word. The shot chart. Yeah, that is hilarious. It's just everything at the rim. Everything. <laughs> literally, can you see literally, the basket? Every, literally, twenty everything twenty at the shots, rim. like all right there. That's amazing. Well, Guillory wrote this. I'm going to mention this on Slam and Jam today, but he mentioned that it's like it looks like a like a dartboard for the most accurate dart thrower. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. That's, that's a good way to put yeah. it. Um, but either way, it's not an ideal matchup. And obviously the thing that everybody, everybody remembers from this game is the last two minutes of Poku's night. Uh, and Poku. the more and more I got to watch it, the more and more I realized like the three is not a bad shot. Like you want him to take that shot. Yeah. The three times he went to the rim and then just assumed that Rudy Gobert was going to throw whatever he was going to shoot out of the arena. Like, you could t- clearly tell that Poku was terrified of that moment. Yeah, the, the lefty the lefty layup that just sailed through the oh. air. But he, I think that was the one that I was like, he he was shocked he got wide open. Because it was like, great move, outfit. No, no. no. <laughs> well, that play was like a complete mess, too. Yeah. Just everyone passing the ball around, nowhere to go. And then the ball just ends up with Poku, and he's like, oh, I got to go. Yeah, and that's, if I was going to say a critique, like I obviously think that Shea should have had the ball far more towards in that kind of final stretch. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously the Timberwolves thought that too. Mm-hmm. And so they, they did guard him. Well, Jade McDaniels, I, I thought he – Played pretty good defense. Good. He that. was really good. And that's the hard part about Poku is I know people hate the fact that we have created this mythological fandom around Poku. Some people do. Uh, some people love it. And for me, I'm like, I, nobody, nobody is trying to say that we think Poku is going to be an all-world NBA player. I'm trying to say it, but keep going. Yeah. yeah. But what we are saying is like he looked like an NBA player. Yeah, he did. Until the last four minutes. Yeah. Until he short-circuited at the end of the game. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he totally did. It was uh, just, it was, it was, and it, what really stunk is that I'm in a group chat with a bunch of the athletic NBA show guys and everybody tuned in just for the end of that game. Of course. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, Poku might be the worst player in NBA history. 
It's like, guys, but no, he was actually pretty good. At the, you know, it's like, yeah. we hit the corner three to put him up like earlier in the third quarter. And, yeah. but no, doesn't matter. No, he's, he, he played really well. I mean, just the fact that they started him next to Kenrich, I mean, that was a combination that I did not see coming. Yeah. I mean, I thought maybe they would play JRE and Kenrich together. I thought it would be JRE and Poku is what I thought the starting lineup would be. Or JRE and Baisley still, I thought, was still a possibility. But the fact that they started those two against Minnesota, and it makes sense when you think about it, is like we can't physically match up with the Timberwolves. There's nothing we can do, honestly, Yeah, that makes sense for us to match up with them. So let's just space out and just sit those two in the corner and try to get as much space for Shea as possible. It's like, I mean, that's it makes sense. I was... I'm glad that Mark did it. It's like one of those lineups that you would say in the preseason, somebody would be like, you're an idiot. Why would you, why would you say they're going to do that? Well, and the other encouraging thing is, and, and this has historically been something we've been critical about Thunder coaches about is also having a flexibility because, and then we won't know that until they play tomorrow night and does the lineup change, but it does feel like Mark has been and will continue to be flexible on shifting starting lineups around matchups. Especially yeah. at this point when the roster is so unfinished. Yeah. It, it sounds like it's Shade, Dort, Giddy, and then wh- whoever. Just a roll of the dice. Whoever I'm feeling like that night. Yeah, and one of my... I I spent my Wednesday night after the game was over just growing in frustration for people who are so f- angry about Poku. And I'm like, here's here's the thing that I keep going back to. Do we think that Mark... Coach Dagnall is just sympathy starting Poku. Sympathy start? No, or, no way. Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. So Poku clearly earned Mark. Mark doesn't the have trust. Mark doesn't have sympathy for his players. Right. Like that. Yeah. He really honestly. So does he's not. starting Poku because he has seen what yeah. Poku has done mm-hmm. in the preseason mm-hmm. and training camp, mm-hmm. and he thinks he has earned, and he has said as much. Yes. So it's like all of these critics watching him and making these broad sweeping statements about his potential or lack thereof are completely refuting the guy who spends the most time with him yeah. and makes evaluations on his talent every single day. And that's how basically the rest of the league looks at the thunder anyways, is like the entire team is that nobody understands quite what they're doing. And like, honestly, like, that's okay mm-hmm. because people still people have the impression of this team that is completely wrong. Like this team is a lot closer than people think they are and they're not mm-hmm. going to show it they're going to show some of that this year. But I think they're going to show a lot of it next year. And I think people are going to be shocked. And what's crazy is that like right now like Shea is getting all of this like he needs to get out of there, poor Shea. He's been there too long. It's it's this is taking too long for him. And then I think when Chet shows up next year, they're gonna be like, Chet turned this whole ship around. Yeah. But the thing is that people don't realize how much has happened since they tore everything down and how different the roster is. They have ten different guys from the end of twenty twenty one to today. That's not that long. 10 different guys and 10 guys that you feel like these guys kind of matter. That doesn't even count the two-way contracts. It's yeah. just like regular roster players, 10 different guys yeah. and yeah. guys that you feel good about. Like this turnaround is happening now. And I think Chet is going to be 
the huge beneficiary to it all because it's going to turn around pretty quick once he steps foot back on the court and be like, oh my gosh, it, it was Chet Holmgren and, that changed the whole thing. And clearly in game one, and what we'll see throughout the whole season is that is the position that we have the most glaring weakness in. Oh, Without a doubt. And, and if you had question about Chet being a full-time starting center, look no further yeah. than the starting lineup against the Timberwolves. Yeah. You know, because it's, if you start Poku at center, you're definitely starting Chet yeah. at yeah, let alone the fact that Chet, like even comparing him to Rudy Gobert, which is we're not there yet. Like Rudy yeah. is an all-world, all-time defender at the rim. But Chet has some similarities in what he brings as far as rim protection, which is yeah. probably the biggest weakness defensively for this team is rim protection. Like mm-hmm. they just don't have anybody. Their best rim protector is Baisley mm-hmm. and Poku. Mm-hmm. And here's the difference between Chet and Gobert. Gobert... If you get switched onto a guard and a guard tries to, you know, get by him and run to the rim, they can. And Gobert isn't going to be able to follow them every time or mm-hmm. block that shot. Chet, we in saw theory, it all the time. In theory, he can stay with guys better than Gobert, right? I'm saying, like, we saw it a lot in Summer League. He can. He'd get switched on and a guard would try to go under him or on the other side of the rim. And Chet, he would just do this thing where he'd reach his arm out. And would be able to block all these shots all the time. It's not just standing at the rim and protecting yeah. shots and, right there. And the, the biggest difference maker, obviously, between Gobert and Chet. And I'm not saying Chet's a better player. Uh, but I do think his ceiling, eventually, mm-hmm. because of his offensive game, yes. is, is higher. Because he, he can be stretch. He, he, can, yeah. he, can, he will be a better player than Rudy Gobert. Like, yeah. Straight up. He will be. Straight up. Here's a question. Is this season the Thunder's, uh, what was it? What year was that? 0809 season? Yeah. This okay, is so the next year is 50 wins is what you're telling me. Next year, 50 wins. This is the year I, after that? <laughs> 50 Western Conference finals. finals. The year after that? NBA finals. finals. The year after that? trading somebody the year after that no i'm just kidding the year yeah. after that everyone gets hurt right yeah <laughs> don't make the playoffs get hurt and yeah <laughs> the year after that, I, uh shay leaves and then and then kevin durant leaves and then Ch- 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 what are some what are what are a few other insights like who did you think you were impressed with with from the thunder or who were you uh, a little let down by i was impressed the thunder i was impressed with the offense overall like mm-hmm. they had so many open shots that they missed, but they got a lot of shots. Yeah. And I know the Timberwolves weren't really guarding the three-point line, which, great, good. Like, that was a good yeah. call. Yeah, good job, guys. Yeah. They shot 31%, 14 of 45. Yeah, 45 shots it's from awesome. three. Yeah. It's but good. That, but that's, and they were good shots. That is immediately the Gobert effect. Like, the Gobert effect is that teams, and this is why Chris Paul has been historically the Gobert killer mm-hmm. is because he kills him in mid range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You pull him out. So as a drop defender, you pull him out, you know, you get some space and you just hit shots over him all day. Yeah. Uh, and the thunder, they settled for what the Timberwolves wanted to give them. Yeah. I, that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm more intrigued to watch this team. Like if you're making evaluations on this team after game one against a, a matchup that just doesn't really favor them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think to have a little more patience on kind of the overall, not just seasonally, like, hey, next year or whatever. I'm saying even this year, if you're already making these broad sweeping statements about how this team's dysfunctional or they don't have this, blah, 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 
that is probably the worst view you're going to get of the way this team can play playing against Timberwolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see because Jokic is not, I mean, he's obviously not Gobert. He's not the greatest rim protector. I think that you will watch them on Saturday night against the Nuggets and be like, oh, this is, this is fun. Especially if the Nuggets play like they did against Utah. <laughs> right. Dude, that is terrible. Wasn't that, it's just pathetic. It felt a little bit like the Russ Mello team. Yeah. Remember whenever they would play to the level of their competition? Yeah. And, the, and the Nuggets did this last year. The Thunder beat the Nuggets last year with Isaiah Roby starting at center. Yeah. And it was, it, it's just, that's just, I don't understand that about this team. It's like, what have you done where you feel like you can play like this against crap teams? Mm-hmm. And like Colin Sexton was like, I will gladly dismantle you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Utah. It, Mike Conley played really good too. Conley I mean, Utah good. came yeah. out and they were definitely like they were just going for it. Yeah, it and awesome. they got it. Danny Ainge is going to pull all the levers. My God, this year. I don't know though. It's like, okay, Markinen was good. Yeah, Colin Sexton was good. Mm-hmm. You still have Mike Conley, so you're going to have a competent offense. There's a lot of teardown to be done still. It's yeah, like when the, when the Thunder did their ten trades in eleven days, you know. I don't know if they'll have that this season. It's just harder to do in season. Um, but yeah, you'd think at least at the trade deadline, they're going to say like everybody's available. I, I guess Jordan Clarkson is not available. They like him and think he's young enough to to be a part of this team moving forward. Yeah. But, you know, everybody else is available. But still, like, are you trading Jared Vanderbilt? Are you like, who, who all are we getting mm-hmm. rid of here? I mean, Conley's obviously the biggest one, but. What's, his, know, like what's how, his value? Yeah, how do you wide? trade Mike Conley? Because he's making he's I mean, making for a lot Russell of money. Westbrook, and then you just wave Russell. <laughs> Poor Russ. I actually feel sorry watching Russ last night. I actually feel sorry for him. Uh, I've got all sorts of Lakers takes. Okay, you want to we'll save, save it for later? Yeah, yeah, we'll save him. Yeah, we'll save him. Conley is just a tough one to trade because I mean, I guess the Lakers would rather have him than Russ. But I w- they would also rather have Buddy Heal than Miles Turner yeah. than Mike Conley, you know, because then are, you're not giving up a pick to swap Mike Conley for Russ. I mean, you're going to give up you it, it, you're going to give whatever it takes within reason. You're not giving up one of your firsts, but could no. you give up a a lightly or a protected first or a second or a couple seconds? Like, yeah, there's Conley. ways to potentially get Conley that make it a little. A little easier to take than... Yeah, Mike Conley's $24.3 million next year Yeah, as that's, an expiring. That's hard because as a team, I think if you wanted to trade for Conley, that would be for like a backup position. Yeah. You'd kind of want him to be your backup. Not, guard. not the... Okay, well, we, not I the don't want to talk about the Lakers. Like, we still have Thunder Talk to go about. We got stuck on the Jazz beating the, the Nuggets. Yes. So let's get back to the Thunder game before we get into our just hot takes on one or two games. Mm-hmm. So um, guys that I was impressed with, I thought Shea was incredible. Uh, really I liked good. what Mark said after the game, saying that both Shea and Giddy didn't start fast, fast enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I didn't get to watch the first quarter, but got to catch up, you know, he was of, not good. Yeah. Yeah. In the first quarter, but the whole was, team was bad, but he was, mm-hmm. he was, that was his preseason. Mm-hmm. It was quarter yeah. one. And then he was flawless in quarter three. Yeah, he like was unbelievable. Yeah. His, his passing, his scoring, like he was scoring from everywhere. He's just making all the right reads. He looked very comfortable. I still wonder a little bit, 
and I mentioned this on Wednesday, and I don't think I got any good answers, is that his pace, he needs to pick up his pace overall yeah. for the whole game because he just he didn't play with the same pace the rest of the team did. If you watch them in the preseason, like they're flying around everywhere. Oh, yeah. And that's why guys like Poku thrived in the preseason. And even when he looked good in this game, I think it's because they're playing fast and the ball is zipping around. Like mm-hmm. that's the style of play that's going to be good for those kind of guys. And Shea is – He's more slow. He'll play – like he'll dribble the ball at the court. He'll kind of survey everything. You know, he learned how to play the point guard position from Chris Paul. You mm-hmm. know, he's one of the slower guys in the league. But he's got to pick up his pace a little bit, I think, mm-hmm. for this team to, like, be more cohesive. And I think that's – I mean, it's going to be a process to get him there. It's not going to be something overnight. I think something else that this team is going to have to uh, – this team loves a skip pass, okay? Giddy was the king of it last year. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that other players are trying to incorporate this skip pass. But Minnesota picked up, jumped those lanes oh, yeah. so many They were times. ready for him. They were ready for yeah. it every time. It was just – that's the guy next to him. Jump the lane for the next guy because they're going to pass it to him. And uh, that is something I think they're going to have to be a little bit more picky and choosy with when they (laughs) they do that. But, like, every player was trying to hit a skip pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Josh wasn't efficient against the Timberwolves. And I think that there's – when you hire the best shooting coach of all time, there's, like, expectations Mm -hmm. that come with that. However, like it's well, it's going to take time with Josh. Even not just our expectations, but probably Josh's expectations. Yeah, like in practice, he's probably nailing a lot of these. Oh yeah, you know, and he's like, "Hey, I feel better about this. I got mm-hmm. uh, everyone knows we have Chip England. Everyone knows I need to be shooting better. I know I need to be shooting better. Here's my the shots open. I got to take it. He was what two of seven. Yeah, from three. He he took the most threes. Yeah, I wonder if it's it's going to be a mental thing for him, too, to just get comfortable and figure out what it was. Because in preseason, he didn't take that many. I think the most he took was three in a game. Yeah, he just didn't play that many minutes, though. No, he didn't. You're right. But he he struggled finding, like, a flow, yeah. I felt, the whole game. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it felt like he was, he was not just playing with feel the whole game. He was yeah. really in his head. Yeah, he had good moments. Like here and there, yeah. He rebounded the ball really well. I mean, he's one they of the, all did. He's one of the reasons why this is this team is not going to struggle rebounding, even though they don't have great size. Like to get eleven rebounds from your guard, like you're going to be, you'll be all right. Yeah. I I actually what JRE brought offensively in his mm-hmm. twelve minutes. Uh, I mean, it's exactly what you would have wanted against that team, but yeah. he also had five fouls. He was in a foul minutes. machine. <laughs> Holy smoke. Which ultimately, like, there were a few different times where the the Wolves felt like they were in the bonus bonus super early. Yeah. And so, which is always a disadvantage when you're shooting oh. free throws on ticky-tack fouls. Yes. Uh, you know, so, yeah. but I did like, you know, the fact that he is, he's going to be able to stretch. I think you're going to see him have way better games, obviously, than that. Uh, yeah. He shot 18% from three in the preseason, and so it was good to see a couple of those go down for him. I mean, that's why uh, Oma Rui played was because JRE was in foul trouble. And so like, we need to throw somebody else out there that can be aggressive and just put a body on Cat and put a body on Rudy. And mm-hmm. that's what he did. I don't know what his role looks like. I was just floored to see him out there. I was very shocked to see number 97 yeah. running up and down the court. 
And he played. Uh, let's go through some minutes on these guys. He played fifteen. He had five, he had, and he had five fouls as well. I mean, he was in his fifteen minutes. He was a foul machine as well. But we also had some Mascala out there for seven minutes. Yep. Jang played nine minutes. I think he could have played more. Like Omarui, I don't know if he comes in if Jang has good minutes. Yeah, Jang looked like this is my very first NBA game, <laughs> right? And I'm not quite ready for it on both ends. He like was, he was like he was just kind of floating around it. and yeah. missed a shot at the rim, missed two corner threes. They got him great shots. He just got to knock him down. He airballed one of those pretty bad. Yeah, and defensively, I mean, that's a guy that's like, I mean, he's he's huge. How big is he? He's. I mean, I I think he's six, he's like six, eleven, six, like eleven, seven, yeah. seven or something. Like that. Seven it, eight. He'll be seven foot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I only fourteen. That, so. Yeah. He's only fourteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> so he actually is. He's nineteen. Yeah, he's nineteen. Yeah, he's. They haven't listed at six nine. That's not true. There's just no way he's six foot nine. No. But that's a guy that you really want. I, I hope I hope he keeps playing well in practice. That's the thing. Like, these guys must be destroying in practice. Like, Poku must be destroying in practice to yeah. get starting minutes. I th- I think that he is. And the and the thing that Mark said weeks ago, and we've talked about it on the show, is just the way that he connects the offense. Like, that's – it's – he may not be the long-term starter for this team, but he plays the way they want the long-term starter to play. Yeah. It's like connect these bigger pieces, take open shots when you have them, roll to the rim. Like he's doing all the things that you'd want him to do. And the, and the, I think Baisley right now is probably a more ready and more talented NBA player. However, he does not play the way that they want that position to play. Yeah. And if, he, if Baisley could play with more flow, more discipline – more of a role than I think that he would have that. I would think he he would have that locked down and yeah. might be like the long term starter because we've seen him defend well at the NBA level, but the decision making isn't there. Mm-hmm. And so some people may be wondering why is Baisley not playing over Poku? I think there's I think there's a segment of the fan base that probably thinks that way, and it's just all decision making. Poku is just a much better decision maker. And I know you're going to laugh because he threw the ball off the backboard four times at the end of the game. <laughs> but as far as passing goes, like he's just much better. He sees the floor. He can survey the floor and make the right read. He's just more of a in-the-flow kind of player. And that's the way they want to play basketball. You know, the, the days of Russell Westbrook, you know, generating the entire offense where he's just throwing these bullet passes to the corner, like those days are over. In this, Oklahoma City. This feels like the offense they're trying to run feels like, to me, 2013 mm-hmm. Spurs. 2013-14 Spurs. But yeah. then I know I yeah. see a lot of people also saying, like, I think they're trying to run an offense like Golden State just because of threes. But it's like, it's not that. I mean, I think... They're searching for the best shots. Always. They're searching for the best when shots. When they're playing at their best. They are, but I feel like it's more just have good decision makers. Don't just run around and try to get your three pointers mm-hmm. open shots. Yeah, there's yeah, there's purpose in what they're yeah. doing. The only difference, though, that I would even say from those teams is good Shay, Shea, Shea, yes, I mean they make their shots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Shay is just such a he is a ball dominant guy like he's yeah. at his best when he's controlling the ball mm-hmm. um 
And I think he's, and he mentioned in the offseason, but he was working on uh, his off-ball offense, but he still excels when he takes over. Yeah. And so that's something that those Spurs teams didn't have in the same way, right? Like Kawhi. You had some of that Tim from Duncan. Kawhi. Tony Parker was probably more of the ball-dominant guy, yeah. but he wasn't offensively as dominant as Shea can be. Right. right? Like part, yeah. And not to detract from Park Parker was obviously incredible. These you, you can't compare these Spurs dynasties to this rebuilding Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. But the way they're trying to play will be a little more challenging because Shea is going to be more dominant than some of the guys that they would have. And I yeah. think this is why, going back to what we've t- been talking about, about the type of guy that we're looking for and what, how we talk about these guys now. It's mm-hmm. not We're not talking about them like we used to talk about Thunder players, mm-hmm. where it was... Okay, tall, athletic, fast, strong, big, mm-hmm. and then you have KD and Russ. Yeah, and the prototype is different. Yeah, it's totally different now. It's so much more of a mental thing, I think. Now. Skill. It's skill. And it's part skill. of it is that there's just so many more skilled players in the draft yeah. than there were back in 08, 09. You know, there's so uh, – the the basketball players are just better, you know, than they were then. There's – I mean, you look just across the league. There are just so many guys that are just like, wow. Like, these guys are incredible. Which is probably why the league is as deep as it's been in my time of watching. Dude, it it really is. I mean, even the worst teams. We just talked about the Jazz. It's like, there's probably three players on that team that I wouldn't mind if they were on our team. Yeah, San Antonio, as bad as they're going to be, and they were awful on Wednesday. Like, they've got some guys that contending teams would look at and be like, yeah, I'd like to have that guy. Yeah. You know, Devin Vassell is a good player. Jakob Pertle. Jakob Pertle is... Keldon Johnson. Yeah, Keldon's good. I'll just keep this. I've run out of Spurs. Yeah, that's all. No, that's Josh Spurs. Primo. Josh Primo. Oh, Primo. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Boris Diaw. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize how inefficient Lou was. Not not Lou's greatest game. Three of 12 from the field. One of six from three-point line. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's, it's individual games. And so it's terrible to look at this, but his usage rate was, I think 17%. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, which is, I know the only reason I ever would look at that is because I know Alex and McKelly both were just like, that's, that's a lot. J-Dub's minutes before he got hurt, I thought were Uh, so disappointing. So good. Oh, that was when he stepped into that three pointer at the top of the key. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well that, and then he went. He was driving and got stuck. I think it was Gobert. I think he got stuck at Gobert and had that like turnaround floater over Gobert. Dude, I'm all in on Jalen Williams, J-Dub. He's good. Was he doubled at that point on the baseline? I don't know. It was like, I was so impressed though. And yeah. it looked so yeah, confident. Yeah, Kyle Anderson easy. was coming over. Slow-mo. Yeah. Slow-mo. Yeah. Slowly Did not know coming he over. Was on that team. <laughs> no, I forgot. Minnesota, I think, it, I, it, I know Alex mentioned that he thinks they'll be the... Uh, the number one, number one seed. seed. The yeah. Their bench is concerning if you're a Wolves fan. Like I don't, but luckily you hopefully have enough guys that you can always keep a D'Lo or a Anthony Edwards or a you know yeah. Cat can like they can do some rotations. But they got uh, guys that can play. Like like they've, Noel. Got, they've got yeah like, Noel. I didn't know that was a player in the NBA. Yeah, Torian Prince I think is a is an NBA player. Kyle Anderson. I think Bryn Forbes will have moments. This year for them, like they got some guys. I mean, they traded all their role players in that go yeah, deal. Good. So, I think they've rebounded pretty well. Austin Rivers is on that team. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did not know that yeah. either. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, so that's some thunder thoughts. Cool. 
Any other things from the game? I think we talked about nearly every single player. So they play in Denver tomorrow night and then back home against Minnesota. Thoughts on either of those games? Obviously, we've already seen Minnesota, and we get to see them again really quick. I think they I think they could lose I think these they, next two, just because it's, especially when it's two teams whose offense is all around playing big, like big yeah, guys. Yeah. I think the only, I, I would... I would like to predict that the Thunder beat the Wolves. I think that there were an, there was an opportunity in Minnesota to do that. Oh, yeah. The only thing that makes me hesitant is how bad Edwards played. And I can't imagine that he's going to play like that the second time that they play. Yeah. So he played bad and he still ended up with seven assists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just super inefficient. He was very inefficient. Yeah. Like I didn't really notice him that much in that game. No. Yeah, he was not very good. I noticed Cat being hilariously Cat. Oh my gosh, he's the worst. Like if you're Minnesota, and you're like, okay, so now this, the first game with our new big guy Gobert comes in and he like dominates yeah. at the rim yeah. offensively. Yeah, and you're like, why can Cat? Why has he never been able to just do that? Yeah, and I know his game's different. I know it is, mm-hmm. but it's like he's never been aggressive enough. And when he chooses to be aggressive, it's always at the wrong times. I feel like they were trying to prove a point in passing to Gobert as much as they did. Yeah, they were trying to get like oops with him as often as possible. Well, yeah. Gobert was very pleased with that. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he'll take good. all the touches. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he that won't continue. You can't give more shots to him than Cat and. Um, but that's Anthony, on Cat too. Edwards, yeah. I mean, in the playoffs, there was a game where Cat took three shots or something. Remember? It, it's I know it's on him too. I know it is. Yeah, I mean, I just, absolutely. But you also can. I mean, there's ways to to get Cat the ball. Like he is offensively, Carl Towns is should be your focal. He's yeah. he is one of the best offensive bigs the NBA has maybe ever had. Mm-hmm. He just, he's not aggressive like he should be in those moments. And then he's obviously defensively real rough. But he's, I mean, he won the three-point contest. Not that I know that doesn't exactly extrapolate from, you know, mm-hmm. exhibition to, but he has also historically shot really well from the three-point line. And he's he's yeah. pretty good going to the rim. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, man. I just think you've got to get him the ball. But he, in, in what you said, like he also has to demand the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, so the Thunder have seven games before we have down to dunk night. Ooh, maybe, maybe. Do you know what that's for? They play. They played Minnesota. <laughs> they played Minnesota and lost. They have Denver, Minnesota, Clippers, Clippers, oh. both in LA. By the way, huh? Yeah. Uh, no, no, both at home. I'm sorry, but Clippers, Clippers, both at home. The 25th. And the 27th are both Clippers games at home. At home? Um, mm-hmm. How does that work? I've never seen that. Clippers are just hanging out here. It's like it's a way they are reducing travel oh. as they're doing these home, home, away, away. Weird. It's, just, it's weird. Uh, at Dallas and then back home against Orlando, which is not on national television, by the way. They, they yeah, ripped they that from the Thunder, which I think... It's a bunch of BS, which I think makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Although, like, watching 
Chicago, pop. Brooklyn is what they shifted it yeah, to. Yeah, that's bad. That's, that's, that's like, not any better. That's like, that's gross. Like, just put the Thunder in Orlando. Like, at least give it to Orlando. At least give that's it a, to Paolo. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Paolo had the best rookie debut since LeBron James. 25 was, points, five, dude, you know. 25, five, and five. Like, the, yeah, was, he's, yeah, he's incredible. He's awesome. Makes well, me feel very, very affirmed in the fact that I fell in love with Paolo at the beginning of last year. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, that's the guy. His but, game is just like, he has an NBA game. Yes. He's very and he's good. got an NBA body. He's ready. Yeah. yeah. And I think we'd be, I think for Thunder fans particularly, but I think the NBA, there would be a lot of excitement around Chet too if he wasn't hurt. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, that matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people want to watch that matchup. You can just pretend that Poku is Chet. So what you're about no, to you what you're what you're leading us to is to tell me that you think they're going to be what eight and or zero and eight by the time they. I don't I think one and, and I mean zero and eight's in in play certainly. I think they'll be one and seven, one and seven, or two and six. Yeah, because I I think I mean obviously Denver is beatable just because you're a bad team and they don't show up against bad teams, but I I don't know that. I mean, they play Golden State Friday, and then Thunder are second out of a back to back for them too. So, yeah. you know, it's definitely possible. That, matter. that yeah. team somehow, the Warriors are so deep. Yeah, dumb dumbs. I hate yeah. it. Uh, dumb dumbs. <laughs> the Clippers should take care of business against Oklahoma City. Yeah, they could also sit people. They could also sit somebody. They have so many guys, though. Even if you sit guys, you got they got they got a lot of guys. At Dallas is interesting. I think because in Dallas it's going to be that's going to be a tough one to get, and then at home against Orlando is tough. Like Orlando's not a pushover team anymore. They've got some dudes. They got some guys. So like, if we get to down to dunk night, and we are. Oh and eight. We're gonna will them to their first win. Wouldn't it be fun well, if they got their first win? Oh yeah. <laughs> on down to dunk night against Denver. And again against Denver. Like Denver is not gonna show up that night. Yeah. Unless we beat them before already. That's then. true. This is why you want them to lose. Yeah. So that we can get the win on down to dunk exactly. night. Exactly. I mean, you do know the Nuggets are gonna come out with a lot of inspiration to win tomorrow. Or Saturday, they bet. Yeah, just because yeah, like got embarrassed against the, the Jazz, jazz like, yeah. yeah, and then Golden State, yeah. Whatever happens, if they lose to Golden State, then yes, they're yeah. not. They're not going to let this Thunder team beat them and go zero and three. That's to start true. the season. They're probably going to lose to Golden State. They probably, yeah. I mean, Golden State's very good. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, but yeah. Down to Dunk Night. Go check out our Twitter profile at Down to Dunk, and you can find the link to get tickets to Down to Dunk Night. There are two ticket options. You can sit uh, in Loud City, or you can sit in the 100th section. It's going to be a very, very fun night. Uh, isn't there a Twitter question? Yeah, we've got this? a we got a Twitter question from at OKC Thunder Thigh, who asks. How does the half-court shot challenge work at Down to Dunk Night? So everybody gets one shot, one half-court shot, and you stand in the line, and you take your take your shot. And if you make it, you basically get separated. And if you're the only one to make it, boom, you get the tickets. But if there's more, people, more than one person that makes it, then you'll have a, a shoot-off at the end. That's what we did last year. So they did. I think they did one half court shot for the shoot off, 
one half court shot and they both missed. One three point shot and they both missed. Mm-hmm. One free throw and they did they both miss? No, no, no. She made the free she throw. She made free the throw. free throw. Yeah, and that's how she got the tickets. So. I wonder if we will. What would make more sense, and we could talk to our guy Mathematics. Yep, is to split the line in half and go two different directions. You gotta have your wind up. Yeah, area. we were in line for. Yeah, which it I didn't mind. I long. didn't mind. Hey, listen, well, hold up. People want to stand on the Thunder Court. Oh, you true, know? true, 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 true. Yeah. You know, how do we get like to the locker room? In, it's not like we're standing in line. Yeah, that's where I'm headed. Can know? we go to the locker room? Can we go to the locker room? Everybody, let's go. We're going to the locker room. <laughs> Good luck stopping showers. us. Right. Everybody, hit the showers. <laughs> hit the showers, everybody. <laughs> Coming through. Watch out, Poku. So, what time is the tap room? Tap room's at five thirty. Okay, it's over at the Omni, so we'll be able to walk over to the game afterwards. Mm-hmm. So you'll park, go to the tap room. We'll get to hang out and have dinner before. I'm gonna get there about two o'clock. Jay's gonna be there. So if you want to come meet me, two o'clock. You wanna go meet me? You wanna <laughs> go meet me? Go meet me. Go go meet me. Just be there. No, it's gonna be great. So go get your tickets for that. Last year was really fun. It was great. So fun. Yeah. It was great success. It was great. Uh, Mimi. Mimi. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then after that, we'll do Tayshawn's Factoid, Victory and Victory. We'll be right back. And we're back after that quick break. It's time for Tayshawn's Factoid, Victory and Victory. Tayshawn's Factoid, Victory and Victory. Tayshawn's Factoid, Victory and Victory. Hello, I'm Tayshawn. This is my Factor of Victory Mingwing. This week, we have two things to get to quickly. First, let's do Thunder Weekly Awards. Mm. So, this is the segment in which we go through the MVP. This is based on one game, I guess. But every week, we're going to give Thunder Player Awards. There's going to be an MVP of that week, a uh, hype guy of that week, and then budding flower of that week. Yes. So... MVP of this week, we uh, we need consensus. So my nomination is probably Shea. Shea, yeah, yeah, Shea. Okay, he was easily the best player. Hype guy, I think it's gotta be Poku again. That's all Twitter was talking about was Poku. <laughs> I think it has to be poor Poku. It could have been J Dub. It could have been J Dub. But then he got. Us. got- but I, people are still out. talking about Poku. Like our mentions are still about Poku. I know. I had to. I had to shut her down. I had to just yeah. stop looking at Twitter. Yeah, it was a. Uh, and Poku was kind of the like very divisive. Very divisive, and nationally around the Thunder, it was still Poku. So I think I Poku's hype guy. I know. Who else would be a candidate? I mean Eugene. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, that's who I'm going with. Yeah. Hype guy, okay. He, I mean, he came in and turned the game around. I mean, it's it's he's it, an energy guy. It feels like a stretch, but he quintessential was, hype guy. Yeah, he had the best plus minus on the team. You know how you like individual you can, plus him, minus. I feel like this is a budding flower. Can't no, I do, I don't think he's a. I think Poku is more of a budding flower than Eugene. I think Eugene is like what a is very Eugene? odd flower, but yes, yeah. Yeah, what is, I mean, he's a cactus, you know? <laughs> cactus flowers are beautiful. He's that flower that opens every, like, hundred years and smells really bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is that? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, they had one at the Myriad Garden. Yeah, yeah that's a huge one that just yeah. smells like a toilet wow. or, or, like, rotting flesh or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. So, Hype Guy, okay, you want Omarui, both of you? 
I'll give you consensus. I think Eugene gets it. Eugene. Because when else is he going to have this opportunity? He might have more ups. I hope not. <laughs> no <laughs> offense to him, but he should not be somebody you're depending on this year. I know. They didn't play Wiggins, and they played him. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. We have a Twitter question about it. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. Um, and we then we got Twitter Twitter questions questions coming it. up. Coming up soon. <laughs> Budding flower. I'm not going Poku. That was a wilting flower. It was it was bloomed, fully bloomed, and then wilted. That Poku was a flower. Every single flower in Oklahoma this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful in the month of May, mm-hmm. even part of June. But about July, no chances are going to make yeah, it. No chance. <laughs> Scorched earth. Yeah. Just melted into just the, melted into ground. the pavement. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't plant in the pavement, but poor Poku. So budding flower, who are you calling? Who would it be? Oh God, I don't know. I'm still giving it to Poku. All the right. fact that we'll he start the Poku. fact that he started, and there were other players available. The only times that he started in his NBA career, it's like you know whatever. There's nobody that's available to start. So once we're again, J Dub would have been it, but he got his eyeball smushed. Yep, gone eyeball. Yeah. Gone. Okay. Trey, I think we were hoping Trey Mann would be that. He was a little bit too inefficient in that game to give him the award. Poku, I don't know. You got you got the full Poku experience. You really did. He was three of six. Like he, he was shooting efficient until uh, disaster struck. Yeah, yeah. It was it was unbelievable. It was like a, the Monstars stole his powers. Yeah, it he, was very cool. I mean, Shay. I mean, maybe we blame Shay. Because he passed him the ball. Like, he's the one who got him the ball. The reason he had that lefty... Oh, you think it was Sabo. Left, left, lefty layup that went over the rim is that Shea got double teamed and Shea threw it to Poku. And Poku, like you said, made, like, a really nice move to the rim. He had, like, a Euro step, and it did feel like, like, oh, gosh, I'm here! And then <laughs> yeah. he just threw it up. And it just flew into the ceiling. Yeah. I mean, I blame Shea. All right. Honestly. You can blame Shea. Okay. Um... This, I think I'm going to call it, I don't need to see nothing else. Okay. <laughs> okay, I think that's what it was. Okay. This is where we make fully baked opinions on teams that play, just a bigger like national <laughs> I don't need to see nothing else. I don't need to see nothing else. So, uh, the first Tuesday night we had LA, what was the first game? The first game was... Philly, Philly and uh, Boston. Philly and Boston. Okay, so just give like one sentence... I'm trying really hard not to be out on the Sixers. Dude, that's my opinion. Because they they lost. Now, here's the thing. To be fair, they lost to maybe the best two teams in the East. But. People thought that they were one of the best. Right. Yeah, you're supposed to be that. They were that. And especially with the amount of questions that were surrounding Boston. Boston doesn't have Robert Williams, which is. Should be substantial yeah. against Joel and B, but instead Grant Williams apparently is able to. There was oh my gosh, Grant Williams, and this is the hard part about Poku. If we can just be on, nope, that's wrong. That's Basley. Uh, Basley was taken before both Brandon Clark and Grant Williams, but that's for another day. So well, Clark was taken before. Basley, sorry, we had we the traded pick. The we pick. traded, yeah. Uh, and then for Bas or for Poku, there's also like a lot of guys after him that you're like, okay, well that would have been great. We don't have. need to worry about that's that. Fine. Mm-hmm. Budding flower. But Grant Williams, there's a play where Joel Embiid tried to post up Grant, and he put his feet into the ground, didn't move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was unreal. He was like, "Oh, 
Grant Williams apparently has the strength to stop just about anybody. He's super strong. He's super strong at Tennessee, too. He seems like as strong as he can play the post defense like Draymond does. You know, everyone talks about, yeah, Draymond's short, but he he's so yeah. strong and big. He can yeah. he can guard. And like Grant Williams he might be feels strong. like that. He might be stronger than Draymond. That's crazy. He's big. He's so good. Yeah. Boston, I thought, looked. It, spry and they hustled yeah. and they can be really and their really superstars good. were superstars yeah they were so good it's boston was the one that i was like oh, oh okay here yeah. we go yeah sixers super let down second game of that night can I, hold on i need to say something oh, i'm sorry sixers. go ahead i feel like maury is doing this weird thing and maury might be he might be past his prime because there was a lineup on the floor of the sixers that had montrez harrell uh, friggin' Daniel, Daniel House. House, Daniel House, and PJ Tucker. Mm-hmm. It was like you can't play a road. You can't play the Celtics with those three guys on the court together. But is that him? Or is that Doc Rivers? Well, I don't know. Maury built this team. Also, the fact that Maury trusts Doc Rivers to be the coach of this team. Also, major yes. major character flaw on totally. Darryl, on the part of Daryl Maury. It feels weird. It feels the like the darling Maury's of like, the NBA media. He's like, this is what I wanted the Rockets team to be four years ago. So let's see if it works now. Yeah, I, I know. It is you know, kind of wild weird. that he's going back to that well again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm out on the Sixers. I think they're done. <laughs> You're done. I think they're out first round, maybe second round playoffs. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, my I mean, they're my NBA champion pick. Not anymore. But wow. I don't know. Do not feel as confident in it. Uh the second game of that night was the Lakers versus the Warriors. Yep. Where for forty eight minutes the Warriors half played themselves into a double-digit victory over the hapless LA Lakers. Oh, boy. I sent a text message to the group thread. I was two minutes into that game when I said, this isn't it. Yeah. The Lakers roster is so busted. Yeah, it's bad. They are, they're going to miss the playoffs again unless they make a trade. And the trade that makes them, I mean, just pull the trigger on the Russ for Heald and Miles Turner. And just put do the it two, tomorrow. Put the two picks in the trade. Who cares? You're the down. Lakers. You, your picks don't matter. I mean, like they're they're going to matter. They're going to matter yeah, to the Pelicans this year, matter. and they're going to matter to the Pacers in five years. But yeah. I'm saying, you know, like they don't. The, uh, to be fair, they did they did get Anthony Davis by using their picks, mm-hmm. which ultimately got them a, a asterisk championship. Yeah. But Asteroid. I, I mean, it took two minutes of that game to watch Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, uh, Lonnie Walker, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. You know who should get switched off of national games? The Lakers. Oh, no. That's a disaster. That is It's amazing. never going to happen. Everybody but, wants to watch oh the train wreck. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How did... how AD was really, really good. Okay. Other than that, they looked as bad as they did last year mm-hmm. like no improvements mm-hmm. none it looks like now they're a little better last night this is yeah and what people are saying which i i get it this is one game no thomas bryant no dennis schroeder like those are kind of just like yeah so what those guys shouldn't make the, such a huge but when shot. austin river or austin reeves austin excuse me when austin reeves is mm-hmm. like your third best player yeah, even with those guys, I don't know. Like, Schroeder hadn't been good in two years. Since he was with the Lakers. Was he good there? I don't remember. Maybe, uh, maybe it's three years. Either way, yeah. I'm out on the Lakers. 100% out. My second yeah. team. 
This is the con- this is the one that I feel the most certain that I could eat some crow on. Okay. I am out on the Suns. Out really? on the Suns. I know they came back and won that game and Wow. It was a Damian Lee or Damian Jones. Damian Lee. Damian Lee. Chris Paul. Chris Paul was benched. Mm-hmm. Not really. But Chris Paul did not come back in in the fourth quarter. I just think that there is too much dysfunction around that team. They need Jay Crowder or somebody to fill that position. Um, I just watched that first half and they looked absolutely lifeless. And I don't think the Mavericks are that good. I think Doncic obviously is all-world MVP candidate, but I don't love the Mavericks and the way the Suns played in the first half. And I know they won. I got it. I understand it. All of those things. They did win. But I still am ready to go out on that limb to say that I don't think the Suns are it. Uh, The stuff around Aiton, too, is kind of weird. Yeah, very weird. Yeah. Yeah. He was good, though. He was good. He was was good. Aiton was good in that game. Yeah, I'm... I'm TBD on the Suns. The fact that they came back and won that game. Surprise. That's uh, pretty that's, impressive. No, no, no. You can't be TBD. Yeah, I know. This is he not doesn't the get the, He doesn't get it, man. Well, they're just not my team. Is uh, that there okay? We go. Well, that's no, one that's way fine. to do it. That's fine. Yeah. Who is your team? Oh, Lord. Don't do it. I mean, is do it. Is it only teams that we're out on or teams that we can no, be, no, no. Can you be can, in? No, no, no. You can say you, you're fully in. You have uh, to make a real statement, though. I mean, I am fully in on New Orleans being one of the best teams. Yeah. Okay. When you say one of the best, where place them in a seed, you have to top say four it. seed. Okay. In the West. Wow. I think they're what they can do offensively. Mm-hmm. There are very few teams that can put pressure on the rim like they do. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. unbelievable. They have maybe. This is this is such a dumb, overly stated do it, statement. Do but it. Say it. I just feel like they have one of the best rosters, like complete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I they're think- starting five. There's not a weak link. No, no, no. They're they're really good. They they need Herb to shoot the ball better. But yeah, but then they had Trey and the Trey Murphy that came off the bench and Murph was like, comes off the bench and is fourth scorched earth. Yeah, he's good, man. He's really good. They're so well rounded, though. You're right. Yeah, yes. it's like. They need one more wing, I think, because Trey have, Murphy is more of like a. They have all the assets to do that. They got a lot of assets, like, and they have like developing Dyson Daniels, who just didn't impact the game at all. Mm-hmm. So he's another guy, but he really can't shoot. But I don't know. They're going to be salary cap. But I mean, think about a team that. I don't know what you would give for it, but Jay Crowder, like I know he's he's older, but like to add him, yeah, for some sort of asset or mm-hmm. a, a piece. Yeah. Yeah. I, Zion being back and looking like he did in game one. And also Zion didn't feel good about the way he played. And he was 11 of 22, 25 points, nine boards, three assists, four steals. Yeah. That's his first game back. 11 of 22 when literally all your shots are at the rim. <laughs> Can, yeah, you can be a little bit better than that. Every I think single so. shot. The hard part yeah. is like uh, yeah. you're Maybe just sixteen to twenty-two. That's really what you're doing. You're like even just like two percentage points better, and all of a sudden you are. Yeah, you scored thirty-five. Yeah, you know, on yeah. incredible efficiency. Yeah, uh, I'm in on the Pelicans as well, which also leads me to another team, which I know I'm taking. And we all never of this. talk about Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is still amazing. Yes, like, Ingram was one 20, of the best threes. Was Twenty-eight, seven, and five. Yeah, he's and he's been like that for three years now. He was incredible. 
He was so, so good. Yeah, they're really freaking But it leads to another team that we all should be out on. The Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Yeah, they stunk. That's the same as the Lakers where it's like, okay, did you get worse? Honestly, did you get they worse They felt this year? a lot. They felt worse. Yeah. And their schedule does them no favors. They have Toronto tonight, Memphis on Monday. Next Wednesday on ESPN is Nets Bucks. Oh man. And then they got Dallas. And then they get like two games with Indiana, which will be a nice gift to them. But Ben they, Simmons. They gotta get through it first. I don't know if Ben Simmons <laughs> that Ben Simmons thing is gonna I have to make a statement based on one game. Well they've played twice now, haven't they? No, Did they, they played play once. last night. Nope, just played once. Ben Simmons taking three shots in that entire game and played I think he played over 30 minutes. He played No, real... he played 23 minutes because he fouled out. Oh, he played 23. Oh, and he fouled out. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. That's just not going to work. I think they're going to be a <sighs> play-in team. Yeah, that's not too bold. That's not too spicy. Well, that's fine. This isn't spicy takes. Okay. This is just making declarations. Yeah, I think that's a good one. There's a, there's a lot of good teams in the East. Yeah. Like Chicago looks really good. Yeah. They the other did. night. And... You know, Toronto is like Toronto looked really, really good too. You know what Toronto reminds me of? Do you remember that Denver Nuggets team that was maybe a year or two after the Mellow trade when Iggy was on the team? Yeah, and it was just like Iggy, Wilson Chandler, Ty Lawson. It was all these guys that were kind of the same level of mm-hmm. player, but were so well rounded. Mm-hmm. That's that's what this Toronto team feels like to me. Yeah, and that Denver team won. I think they won over 50 games. They won that a year. ton of games. They won around 50. And this that team year. is probably more talented than that one. Now the league is better mm-hmm. today, but they they've got I mean Siakam is really good. Siakam's yeah. an all made the all NBA team. You know, I think OG is is really good. Scotty Barnes is obviously like the guy that they're hoping develops into a great player, but Van Vliet is all-star. Gary Trent is good. That's just all their guys that they play are like good. Yeah. They're just good and well-rounded. Yeah, I was listening to the Hoop Collective on the way in today. And they talked about the, I guess, Bontemps was at the Toronto-Cleveland game. Mm -hmm. And at the same time that we're pumping up Toronto, like if Garland isn't hurt, there's a higher chance that, because Cleveland had a great first game. Donovan Mitchell was fantastic. Yeah, Mitchell was great. Mobley, Jared Allen, Mm -hmm. you know. And I just think Garland, if he plays, because he had his eye poked and didn't play the second half another one another i lost and then it feels like it's a problem uh but cleveland's another team that i'm i'm excited about what they're going to look like this year yeah i'm not to the point of like i'm ready to make a declaration but yeah anybody Mm -hmm. else oh i think those are the only declarations you got any kings kings takes oh i'm so sad for the kings fans are you why i'm really sad for the kings fans what do you mean why what's different Nothing. That's what's they're sad. De- they're oh. dead. Uh, yeah. I mean, but to them, it's like, what's... No, I they, felt this they, way forever. No, there was hope. There was buzz in Sacramento. How do you still have hope? I mean, it really speaks to the human condition, doesn't it? Kings fans. Oh, yeah. It was... It's really sad. It's really, really sad. I, I declare that the Blazers mm. will be be fighting for the sixth seed. Oh, fighting for the six seed. Okay, that's good. In the in the fight for the six seed, they look their small ball lineup in particular was something that really worked, and something that they had, I guess, done some planning with over the off season is that mm. they were going to be versatile and 
they did that when they went away from Nurk, who looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Like things actually started to work for them a little bit. Yeah, I think they're going to be really. Uh, I think they're not really good. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And Dame looked good in his return. Yeah, that was good to see. Great. Uh, all right. That's okay. Those. Don't need to see nothing else. Dave John's Bad Toy Picker and Mystery. To go with you. Dave John's Bad Toy Picker and Mystery. Do we need to fire through some Twitter questions? Let's do it. You and me, man. Twitter questions. You've got questions and you ask them on Twitter. <laughs> now we answer them for you. Our first Twitter question comes from Ben Elephant King. Is Poku now zero years away from being two years away? Yes. He's here. He's here. Poku has arrived. And he turns 21 in two months. Yeah. Still youngin'. Still really young. Very young. Yeah. Chet, older than Poku. Older. A lot of people are. Me. Taylor. You. Luke. My son. It's not. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, he's here. Uh, We'll see. I'm excited about what the highlights from Wednesday were enough to keep keep me coming back for more. Let's go. Let's go. Next question from at Spinny Prod. What do you think of the starting five? Do you believe we will stick with this lineup or keep changing it for the start of the season? They're going to change it. Mark has been pretty adamant about that since training camp, that he doesn't have a starting lineup, that that's going to change. But you know he's not going to sit Shea, Dort, or Giddy. Yeah, everybody else. We, talk, <laughs> we talked about this a little bit earlier. And everybody else. And he started the second half with Jerry and Poku. So I don't know if Poku's going to be a fixture. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. You okay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is from at OKC underscore Broccoli. How upset were you when Poku managed to find a way to shoot 30% from the floor, even though he had spent the majority of the game looking like a real NBA player? Yeah, it. I, I'm i glad they lost the game. One, I'm still I'm still rooting for losses for the most oh, I part. I do it. Um, I'll just, do that later, but not right just now. Just because I, I think this 23 class is going to change the NBA, and I would like to be part Whether of Whether or not that. you root for losses or not, they're still going to lose a lot. That's the good news. That's, that's the good news. Uh, yeah, I. What was the question? I don't know. How mad were you? How mad were you when Poku? Went, oh, I went was from mad. Like, he was three of six, was, and then ended at three of ten. Gosh, I felt like I had some ammunition. Like, okay, Poku has really improved. This is going to be great. And he wet the bed. The only thing people noticed instantly. about that was that. Yeah. Except for our guy Vassini, who was all in. Yeah. It. Because a lot of people just if you're if you're a league pass watcher you like tune in for the last five minutes of, of games and if, oh it's a close one let me flip over to OKC oh my gosh what is this <laughs> Kevin O'Connor KFC was like tank commander like the most awkward picture of Poku, I know poor like, Poku I feel bad for Poku honestly no, he doesn't but, know but honestly I mean how many games has Poku played in that have felt meaningful and he's in the closing lineup surely that's it that might be the first that's one. it and so. 
you know, little grace, little grace for our guy. Yeah, he's he just stumbled over himself, but we'll figure it out. This next one is from at ML Chuckles, who asks any concerns that JRE was replaced by Omayuri in a close game. No, it was due to foul trouble, and I know that Eugene had foul trouble too. But concerns, no. I, I honestly, after one game, you shouldn't have concerns about except for the anything. teams that we just defined that are out. Except right. for all yeah, those teams, yeah. yeah. But for us, for no, the Thunder, no, it's no. just one game. We got to do more process. <laughs> Next question is from at CZ Steel. What do you make of Wiggins getting zero minutes? Shocking. It it was surprising. It was surprising, certainly. I thought that he would at least play some. But there's going to be somebody that doesn't play. You can't play everybody. And there will be time for... Wiggins is going to play this season. It's not like he's going to sit the rest of the season just because of game one. But, you know, when you're playing... Especially when you start Kenrich, you're going to play Kenrich 22 minutes. There's not a lot of spots. I mean, he can you can give him Jang's minutes. Would you rather him play or Jang is basically what it comes down to. And I would rather Jang play nine minutes. I mean, they just selected him 11th. They traded three picks to yeah. get him. Like there's, They just have more at stake with him. And, you know, you think maybe there's a, a spot there, but like J-Dub only played six minutes, so maybe... There should have been minutes for him. Partly injury based, yeah. but yeah. But you give, I mean, they. they did, I got what you're saying. Sorry. They did give Isaiah Joe the 11 seconds there at the end of the second half. Maybe you should have given those to Wiggins. Maybe we wouldn't have to talk about it like this. But Maybe he forgot about Wiggins. I think it, it's it. I just forgot. I just forgot. All right. So this next one's from at OKC Obstinacy. Uh, what would the score have been last night or Wednesday night if Chet had played? Do you think the way they used Poku last night, center push off the rebound, defensive interior presence, is a picture of how they will try to use Chet, Chet gosh, when he's back? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think the score would have been 145 to 99 Thunder. Yeah, Thunder, had Chet 46 had point win. Yeah. Next question from at Trav underscore is underscore funny. Was Shea trying to do too much and force up shots in the paint? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say that when the team shot 38% from the field. <laughs> that There's better options out there besides Shea, who was 12 of 23. I don't know. I mean, I thought in the first quarter, there was some there were some rough moments. But the rest of the game, I didn't. I didn't feel like he was forcing it, did you? No, huh? I mean, I would have probably actually been okay with more. I know. And that's part of our brain is like we've seen Russell Westbrook take 35 shots in games like consecutively. So 23 shots is nothing. And they need, I mean, Giddy, I mean, he ended up having a, a decent offensive night, but I, I was, they need more from him. Yeah. Uh, especially from the, th- I mean, it was two of seven from the three point line. Like they need just a little bit more of that, but mm-hmm. like a better, which who knows if they're going to get that, but at least a way to be more known offensively. Yes. Uh, and then our last Twitter questions from at twice Gotti. Uh, Andrew, are you allowed in the locker rooms? Yeah, we'll be back on Sunday. So they little inside baseball, inside basketball. The the Thunder have been remodeling the locker room. What? And like this whole like press conference area and everything. I believe it's supposed to be ready for Sunday. Uh, so like media day like the big room was not in the normal room. The locker room is a, 
was being remodeled as well. So like, I think everything's supposed to be ready for the regular season. So that should be cool to go see what that looks like. And yeah, they've got, I think they're letting just a few people back in the locker rooms to, you know, there it was before, like everybody who had a credential could go back there. Now they've, I guess since they've taken it away and they're giving it back, they're like, we're going to give it back to you, but not fully. Mm -hmm. We're not going to let everybody back in. So they're only letting just a few people in the media back in the locker room. Um, Which is probably like the way sometimes media credentials can be. Mm -hmm. Like it's probably healthy. It's probably good. Yeah. However, it was a great experience to have whenever I was like just getting my feet wet and like was like just newly credentialed. It was really cool. And so I feel for, for people that are just trying to get yeah. in a little bit. Just yeah. Those are the people you obviously feel for, but it's the ones that like, okay, you don't need to be in there. <laughs> yeah. There are a few of those. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a few that you're like, yeah, please don't be in here. <laughs> um, so will you be at the game on Sunday? I'll be there. Oh yeah. On Sunday. What's your, where are you sitting? Uh, probably like down low, second yeah. row. Yeah. Not a boy. Yeah. He's made it. I, I guess. Yeah. You have. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. Look where we are. The studio. Yeah, that's right. We're in the DTD studio. You here. got a slam and jam tomorrow? Slam and jam tomorrow. Uh, Mike Prada is going to join us. Ooh, from at, oh, he used Somewhere. to be SB Nation. He used to be like SB Nation guy. He works at the Athletic now. Oh, okay, um, that makes sense. So he is going to join us. He has a new book coming out November first called Spaced Out, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to do some trivia with him. Alex and I are going to similar to the Tayshon's victory victory segment. We're going to be we're going to overreact a little bit to a, a few teams, so tune in for that. Is it coming out on Saturday? or On Saturday. We're right. back to the Saturday schedule. So we'll be sa- every Saturday throughout the whole season. So so here we go. We're back. We're back. No so, more vacations for you, man. No more. Daily Ding, I'm on Monday nights with Mark Schindler. Every single week. Yep. All right. So Tuesday morning in your feed, there'll be one of those as well. So that's on the Athletic NBA Show feed. So if you subscribe to the Athletic NBA Show, you're going to get the daily ding. You get the daily ding. What else? Anywhere else we can find you? I mean, you can listen to the OKC Dream Team show. Me and Joe Masato this season are going to be doing the home game uh, Recap? post-game recaps. Live. So Together. Yeah. We'll be holding hands. In person, holding hands, talking about Poku. I'll tell you where else they can see you. Hmm. November 3rd. Oh, yes. I'll be there. Tap room at 530. It's going to be great. That's a it's a fun venue. Game at seven. It's a fun venue, and it, it is. It's a lot of fun, and it's walkable. Hopefully, it's an, yes. last year we we were blessed. It was beautiful. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. And you never know with Oklahoma. It's going to be ninety today after it was forty two days ago. But I know. there's a chance on November third that it could be beautiful. And if that happens, they put the the garage doors open, and yep. we get to just kind of be together. We will do some sort of live uh, conversation slash podcast while we are there. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so come and and be a part of what that night is. It's a lot of fun for us. And just as an encouragement, again, man, I've had the awesome opportunity. There's been two or three guys in the last few weeks that I've I've run into mm-hmm. in you know in the wild. Yeah. And always feel comfortable coming up to any of us and saying hi and and introducing yourself. And and I really this is a personal thing, but I always want to remember names and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. so if I don't remember your name, give us a little bit of grace because we want to, uh, we just want to make sure we show you how much we appreciate the people that listen to our podcast. Mm -hmm. And so Andrew, I got one question for you. Hmm. Are you, uh, at all 
miffed and peeved. Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Uh, I don't, I don't know how miffed I am, but you know, I so I went on a cruise that was my vacation, and it was awesome. Disney cruise, uh, Royal Caribbean cruise. It was great. It was incredible. So we're gone for a week, and man, the food is just all the time. There's just a lot of food. Yeah, I mean, you get you having three or four course meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, <laughs> and you know that comes with uh, a price, a price to pay, a physical price to pay. And so I've I've come back and I'm like I I am I am not the person that I should be. Whenever I've been wrestling with that cruise. since the summer. I'm like, well, <laughs> nothing fits the same because I did. I went, we went, we went to a resort yeah. on September, oh, but we yeah. also had like, we had family come in. And so everything is oriented around food. Oh, and so yeah. we were going out and I have zero self-control. Like I, I just, that was that, my, that was like, my problem. If there's an available buffet, I'm like, well, I guess I'll just eat until I feel like I'm going to throw up. I know. So I have no self-control. And so I'm like, I, and then every time I'm like, all right, so tomorrow I'm going to start, you know, and I'm like, and then. Well, I've had to, de- I've developed, I've been starting to develop some self-control since I got Gosh, back man, where so like I'm doing like the intermittent fasting thing where I'm not yeah. eating anything until lunch. And it's like, it's miserable. It's the worst. Yeah. It's the absolute See, I'm a worst. breakfast man. I know I am I too. need to eat breakfast and then not eat again. Uh, my intermittent fasting needs to be until dinner. Yeah, yeah. no, like all right, but just, but then but the problem is I would load up and eat as yes, much as exactly. I would I eat at breakfast and lunch at breakfast. Yeah, six thousand calorie dinner is yeah. not really the goal of intermittent fasting. <laughs> we need McKelly to to give us the the way. I know that dude is fit, man. Yeah, he's really he's done it. He's made and he it. lives in Italy, where it's like you got to have self control. I'm assuming with the amount of cheese and bread that is available to the, you twenty four seven. They got the real cheese. They got the real bread. The real yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Um, Adam Brandt in the chat says he's coming to down to Dunk Night from Pennsylvania. That a boy, Adam. Wow. Hey, yeah. make sure we shout you out, man. That may that's got to be the long distance winner, yes. except for maybe Alex. Yeah, he didn't count. Nope. He'll be here anyways. But we're excited. Get your tickets. Sign up. And uh, that's a good reminder. Alex will be here too. So if you want to oh, no. meet, meet Al Baby Cakes, he'll be here as well. So yeah, join us November third. Get your tickets today. We will talk to you guys again on Monday.